Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. The Lost Show has been found of Marcus Samuel and myself, aired on Pine Ridge Warriors on July 11, 2015. Marcus passed away days after this show aired live. Marcus was the real deal, and he was one whose heart belonged to God. If pastors of churches today had his spirit, we would not be in the situation we are in. Though he was taken before his time, let it be a lesson for us all, including myself, that time is short due to the times that we are in. The enemy has an assignment against all of us, and each of us must understand and know that, because what happened to Marcus can happen to all of us, including myself. So we must be vigilant, we must be strong, and we must move forward. Note the content of this show subject, and to know that he died days later. Be vigilant and stand. Rest in peace, Marcus. You are greatly missed. When the wind of the Spirit blows, warrior, come on and ride the wind. When the wind of the Spirit blows, warrior, Come on and ride the wind When the wind of the Spirit blows Warrior, come on and ride the wind When the wind of the Spirit blows Warrior, come on and ride the wind Today's date is July 11th, 2015. Well, with that being said, Brother Marcus, welcome back. Well, thank you, Brother Chuck, and I want to just, uh, I'm sorry, Brother Chuck. Well, I do want to thank Brother Chuck and Brother Jose for stepping up last weekend. Uh, we were trying to get through, we were calling before the program and after the program actually started and could not get through for whatever reason, we apologize about that. But yes, I am back, and thank you, Brother Curtis, for that awesome introduction. And uh, I'm very excited tonight to have with me a dear friend and brother of the Lord, 
uh, who's always been there when I've needed him. And I, I'm so thankful that he's with us tonight. Now, he's only going to be with us for about an hour and 20 minutes uh, because of prior obligations, which is perfectly fine. Uh, this man of God stays busy in helping, serving uh, the body of Christ and, and helping setting people free from uh, the works of the devil. And I greatly appreciate him tonight. Um, after Scott has to uh, leave us, I want to take about 15 or 20 minutes myself tonight before we conclude the program to just share with you um, the battle and the victory that um, I'm go going through right now. I want to thank every one of you that have uh, incessantly prayed for me. You stood in the gap. You didn't give up on me. Uh, you kept uh, bombarding heaven and uh, believing God for uh, breakthroughs for myself in this very trying and, and um, uh, testing time that I'm walking through. Um, I've been in this a long time, been through a lot of fights and battles, but this last fight is something that I honestly thought was going to take me out. And uh, twice in this last process of being tested and tried, I literally felt my um, life leaving me. Uh, and I'm not exaggerating uh, one bit. And only by the mercy and grace of God am I here tonight. Uh, but I plan on being here. I made a commitment last Monday that irrespective of what happens or what we go through, I'm going to have to step up and man up in the Holy Ghost and, and ride this thing out. Um, I'm, I'm determined to be a warrior and a winner, and I want to fight with you and want to fight for you, just like you've done for me these last few weeks. And so that's enough said right now. I'll say a little bit more later. But right now I want to bring on to our show tonight, amen, a very dear friend and true brother in the Lord, which I praise God for. And that's uh, Brother Scott Hensler. Brother Scott, welcome to the program tonight. Yeah, thank you. And um, certainly the issues that you had described and what we had talked about earlier that I myself had experienced. And when you were praying uh, off air, I was seeing something much like a dragon, much like a serpent, something that was based on the ground but rose above and looked down on your area. That's confirmation. And so we know something like that is like Apollyon, destruction, uh, the dragon, those things in the Old Testament, those things in Revelation. And those things are normally sent to you and assigned. And yes. so I know that when I was going through that, there was a group of people that were praying against me. And when you mentioned about feeling like you were leaving the body, I was experiencing much the same thing. Wow. Um, despair. Um, you know, the loss of control, those things that uh, that would cause us to, to just give up. Um, yes. So there was obviously divine intervention like there was for me, and obviously, you know, God's got uh, more for you to do, right? So we, we draw the sword of the Spirit and we move forward. You know, courage is is something that comes up, that rises up from us, that, that I believe God puts in us. Because even if you you are scared, you have fear, you know, I can imagine wartime being in a foxhole where everyone's shooting at you and bombs are going off. But still, there's something that musters up in you to be able to get out of that foxhole and charge forward, and that's, uh, that's courage. So um, I'm sure that that's exactly what uh, the Holy Spirit's bringing in you now. Well, brother, you know, I, I'm so thankful for, you know, the saints that were out there that, you know, and I, I have never yet fully uh, explained or described everything that I've had to contend with these last three weeks. And I'm not trying to glorify the enemy. I'm just trying to be real. And, um, you know, I love the Lord, and I, I want to be used of him and finish, you know, what he's called to me to do. But, 
you know, it's very interesting you mentioned that word, you know, courage, because um, Joshua 1.8, uh, I believe it is, uh, I'm sorry, Joshua 1.9, um, this is a word, and it says, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. And I'm claiming that word for myself tonight and for all so all the listeners who love the Lord tonight who tune into our program. And um, I'm telling you, Brother Scott, I have never ever before experienced this, a spirit of uh, just total, complete despair and discouragement. Uh, it was just horrendous. It was tormenting. Uh, not being able to sleep, not being able to function during the day, um, you know, trying to deal with life, uh, not wanting to deal with life. Uh, even, uh, and I hope this don't, you know, freak no one out, but, you know, I actually at one point didn't care if I lived or died. That's just how down and out and beaten down I was. And um, I had, you know, gotten to a point where, you know, um, I, I was just unsure, you know, um, who was with me, who was for me, who was against me, and just a plethora of thoughts bombarded my mind and really, you know, began to take an emotional toll upon me. But I do know the word, and the word says, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And I do know that, you know, uh, people that are out here, you know, doing what God called them to, uh, it's a time to fight. And I've had to take that word to heart myself. I teach warfare. I teach spiritual warfare. Uh, I know how to fight. But this last battle, Scott, was something that was so horrendous and so uh, continuous bombardment, I mean, day and night for almost like a period of three weeks. Uh, it was very draining. And uh, only by the mercy of God, I believe that I'm here tonight. And I can attest to the fact that I know people were praying for me. And I want to, again, thank you for all that did and stepped up to the plate and went to bat for me in the spirit. Uh, you don't know how much I appreciate that. And I'm not going to give up. Um, I'm not going to quit. I'm determined to pursue my course and fulfill the destiny and purpose that uh, I've been called to. But, you know, thank you for you know sharing that word about courage, uh, Brother Scott. And I do believe that, you know, it's a time that the enemy is strategically you know, formulating specific assignments uh, to take people out. Um, uh, we, we've had a report about our dear friend and brother in the Lord, Brother Greg Evenson, uh, who had to have emergency uh, surgery, I think, for kidney failure. And in fact, I need to try to call his wife tomorrow, Liz, and, you know, check up on his present condition. But, brother, I'm telling you, I, I don't think I've ever seen such a time uh, that we are experiencing the demonic fallout that we are right now, Brother Scott. Yeah. <clears throat> well, what I've noticed that all of these are based under divination. Yes. But we know that anybody who practices such thing, God will destroy them. In the right. Old Testament, people were, were stoned to death for doing such a thing. But it's a willful act of calling spirits to do your bidding. Yes, and there's a time that uh, the the it'll be it'll be time to pay for for doing such a thing. So, those who have done this, this is one of the reasons we're to pray for our enemies, because it will not end well for them, no matter what uh, what they do until they come to a repentance. And, and so, what happened to me when that lifted off of me, and that was only round one when this was going on. <laughs> yeah. And I was sitting at home on the couch, and the lights were off, and I was by myself, and I was just thinking, I'm done. Yeah. You know, I, I all yeah. hope, everything was out of me. And this dream vision came on me, 
and it was a a uh, a hill like in a forest like in Germany and it was uh, crowned with virgin snow and out of the back side came this old battered tank and it came to the very top of the hill getting ready for the last fight and instead of fighting uh, it turned off the engine and it was in my spirit at that point that God said this is my fight Wow. And note and note that you're surrounded by white. Mm. So no matter what you may have done wrong in the past, you've repented and you've been forgiven. Yes. So so this is my fight. Wow. Wow. And that that really that, I mean and it lifted right off of me. I mean it just Praise boom. God. Yeah. So Well the Lord's an intervener and uh you know I'm I'm trusting him right now for complete intervention. In fact, uh I don't know, if Scott, if you were aware of this, but about two weeks ago I was announcing on radio that I was supposed to go in for an MRI um, to try to find out um, at least, you know, if there's any physical situations that I need to contend with. And during that process, I realized I didn't really have the money to go and get the MRI, so I postponed the appointment. And in the meantime, a dear friend and brother of mine uh, from Texas uh, and then also another sister in the Lord, uh, both had contacted me, uh, one by email and one by phone, and uh, told me, you know, that they might, you know, insist that I just wait on the Lord. And it was interesting because the brother, uh, brother Jeff from Texas, in his email, he mentioned something. He said, "Well, if you get the MRI, it's either going to show something that was not seen before, or it will reveal a greater deception." And brother Scott. That really stuck with me. Now, I'm not against technology or I'm not against you know, the uh, medical establishment. I'm against sorcery and pharmacia and all that you know, is you know, anointed by hell. But uh, there are good doctors out there. There are good physicians out there. That some are born again, spirit-filled. And, uh, but when my brother said that, I really stood back for a moment and pondered that statement because I don't think he wrote that by accident. And uh, so right now, I'm, I'm, I'm just simply waiting on the Lord uh, to seek his direction because I do want to be completely whole. Uh, I want my strength back. I want my focus back. I want my function back. I want my ability to, you know, move forward back completely and my passion. And then I've had precious people that contacted me and said, you know what, when you come through this, Brother Marcus, you're going to stand taller and, and be, you know, stronger than you were before. So that's what I'm waiting on right now, Brother Scott. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, I'm actually quite familiar with electromagnetics. I've uh, been in uh, RF engineering for a very, very long time. And back, uh, oh, early 2000, there was a, a woman who was a famous psychic. Now, we know that that's communication with demons. It's, uh, right. you know, it's, uh, it's uh, those things that we should not practice. But she did an MRI for some reason, and she absolutely lost her ability to, to uh, you know, obtain that information. Wow. And. So I looked into that. She was actually filing a lawsuit over it. And, <laughs> and um, what, I, what I've come to the conclusion is the pineal gland is one of the um, abilities in our brains to, to make that connection into the spirit realm. And we know that the Freemasons call upon the third eye. Now, the third eye is not to be used um, to, to connect with the spirit realm. Now, this is something that the Holy Spirit I, should take over. Yes. So... So the you know your ability to prophesy and to see things may have been damaged. 
And and so this may have been one of the reasons for you not to do such a thing. Ah. Now that's a whole new take on that. And I take that very serious because you know, Brother Scott, you know, you, you, we we've known each other long enough to know that, you know, I trust you as a fellow brother in Christ and you're tremendously gifted. And I've been called to prophesy, I've been called to, you know, uh move prophetically, but um I really felt that during this last attack, to some degree, that my prophetic um, intuitive skills by the Holy Spirit had been, you know, somewhat uh, altered or affected. Now, that bothers me. That makes me mad because I love to prophesy the word of the Lord. I've seen the word of God change so many lives, including Brother Curtis, uh, who's often given his testimony of how just one word from God brought him to Jesus. But uh, that makes me mad that the fact that the enemy would like to try to steal, you know, if he can't get to our life, perhaps he'll try to take our gift. And, you know, the gifts of God are very important because, you know, if you use your gifts with integrity and responsibly, um, God will use those gifts to make room before great people that you'll be able to reach them. Uh, People in high estate and be able to condescend down to people of low estate and minister to everybody. So... Uh, I, I, that, that opens up a whole new thought for me in prayer concerning this attack on my life, and I want to thank you for going there. Yeah, psychotronics, the technology of uh, extracting information out of brains or putting voices into people's head or, or visions, those things are, are reality. And when you have the large amount of magnetic energy that comes from an MRI, you know that uh, they don't even allow metal anywhere near that machine when they turn it on because it's so powerful. So you can imagine that if you have um, metals within your body, if you have those things that are ferrous, uh, even if you have a splinter in your eye that's metal that you may have got from a a machine shop is is hazardous because then it can be drawn in a a direction that can cause severe damage. Wow. So, yeah, that's how powerful these are. I wanted to mention, too, that as we were talking off air, that uh, those that come against us that can rattle our cages as those who are prophetic is Jezebel. And Jezebel is the one thing that I believe that the issue I was describing earlier, there was a a group of them, I called them a wolf pack. And that wolf pack was doing everything they could to take me down. At the time, I was practicing... um, being uh, praying for people and giving them a word of knowledge at uh, prayer meetings in the morning, and uh, I was uh, the Holy Spirit was working and I was just nailing everything. Everyone was getting Man. something out of it. There was healing. There were cancers healed. There were relationships healed. Um, and when that takes place, when they have someone like yourself, that is prophetic. We saw what Jezebel did uh, in the Old Testament by going after the prophets. That's so right. I believe that that is what's behind that, and so you may address it in your prayers. Um, but again, the, the issue with Jezebel is that it's an individual, a human, that we do not have authority over. And they themselves have surrendered over to the spirit realm. And they literally call up the hordes of hell, and so you have a human and you have the demonic together. That right. is a very bad situation to be in. That's why um, I'm I'm very adamant to those to get cleaned up, because if you have any anything that's open, and even if you don't, because you'll be dealing in spiritual warfare, uh, that a, a Jezebel is is to be taken serious. Um, you don't mess around with him. 
You cannot negotiate with evil. And uh, you, you take the gloves off. That's really what it amounts to. And and we see, uh, you know, in Kings, uh, what happened to Jezebel. As right. I mentioned before, anyone who practices such things, it does not end well. And And so charismatic witchcraft in the churches, anybody that gossips, anyone that slanders, uh, these things that are taking place in the church, this is one of the reasons the Holy Spirit doesn't flow through churches. This is why you right. don't see the power of God. Yes. Uh, because when you do such things, it's also demonstrating a lack of love. Um, but coming up alongside our brethren is very important. Uh, there'll be days that I get hammered pretty good, too. And so though I pray for others, there's days I need people to pray for me. Amen. Um, but, but I'm also very selective about who does pray for me and very selective about who lays hands on me. Yes. Right. There, there can be transferences. Paul's very animate about being careful about that. Um, so we, uh, you know, we just take one day at a time and and be still and know that that uh, He is God, because without the Holy Spirit, our discernment, our wisdom is zero. And Absolutely. If we if we're not using the Holy Spirit, then we're using something else, uh, which is necromancy, divination, sorcery, witchcraft. And again, even for Christians that practiced uh, charismatic witchcraft, it does not end well for them. And I believe that's what we're seeing today. Uh, yes. There's been, you know, with this uh, same-sex marriage thing, uh, right. this has nothing to do with love. This has nothing to do with what they're trying to push down our throats. This is about bringing perversion into the United States in a legal right, and that is then going to give the demonic a legal right to take it one step further. And so some of these attacks that we're dealing with, um, and by the way, I believe our TART uh, connected to CERN, Yes, and even though they say that uh, you know they're having issues and trying to bring it up and so forth, just just they're powering up because like any device that is new and and m- much of it's custom made, um, it's a very complicated piece of equipment. So you don't just turn it on. So there's tests and checks and and smoke tests to go through to bring it up, and 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 that alone can cause again just like the MRIs, the the electromagnetic spectrum uh, is very vast. And so CERN is capable of being very much like a controlled nuclear detonation. That's how much power is behind it. So uh, that may be one of the issues, too, and we talked about ringing of the ears. And I've noticed that that has ceased or slowed down a great deal. Right. So maybe they're, they're in a check mode right now instead of a power-up mode for this device. You know, uh, brother, in regards to you know the Jezebel spirit, now I believe that a Jezebel spirit can operate through either a male or a female, but it's more geared to the female psyche than it is to the male. And so that's why you see you know, more women being attacked by a Jezebel spirit, although men can also be affected by it. But now, I, I want to just kind of touch on the dynamics of that because we went through an encounter with a Jezebel spirit you know, when we had our first conference here on the uh, Pine Ridge Reservation. And um, some of the people that you know, attended. Thank God for all that did, but we did find out, and I was given a warning by Greg Evenson to be watchful and alert because he discerned there's going to be a handful of people that was going to come that they weren't there perhaps for the right purpose. And sure enough, um, after our conference here, some of those same women went to uh, the uh, meeting uh, that was sponsored uh, in uh, Montana by our dear brother, you know, Steve Quell. And uh, we got, 
you know, word back that there was negative things, terribly negative things that were said that were totally untrue uh, against us. Now, I've seen the face of Jezebel somewhat turn, and, and perhaps you can help me with the dynamics of this, but sometimes they're blatantly, you know, open, antagonistic, harassing, threatening, but sometimes cannot that Jezebel spirit appear to be a friend to your face, but yet at the same time holding a knife at your back? Because that's what I've experienced here lately. Oh, absolutely. In fact, they're very high in, high intelligent. This is one of the reasons that the demonic mixed with human makes it so deadly. Uh, they have the ability to control other people. And okay. the people that have this uh, witchcraft spirits in them, uh, they can harness that power. So this is why I refer to it as a wolf pack in the churches. So you're, you're not just dealing with a primary, you're dealing with subs. And so with the combination, all of them together, uh, through the slandering. Now, slandering and gossiping is word cursing. Okay. So even though they're looking at you in your face and under their breath, they may be doing witchcraft prayers when they turn wow. away from you or speaking to other individuals as they uh, say something negative, they are speaking into the spirit realm and releasing those spirits. So this is why, uh, again, they're, they're so powerful. Um, and, and we know in, in Revelation 2.20, uh, that uh, Jesus, you know, as he's speaking and John is taking it down, that he's saying, this I have against you, you have allowed that Jezebel, you know, to seduce my spirits, uh, to, to, to seduce my saints and to, you know, have them eat meat sacrificed to idols. And, and so um, those that allow this spirit to flow freely within churches are then in agreement with it. Whenever we do not stand against evil, we're in agreement with it. We're right. called to stand against. We're told to, told to eliminate. And this is our task. And by not doing so, then we're in agreement to it. And so the church is standing down with the same-sex marriage decision, uh, with road versus way, with, with the, the abortion. Uh, that means then we're in agreement to it. Um, anytime the Illuminati brings something out into a commercial, brings some, something out into a song or a movie, and there's no one there to catch it or to stand against it or to bring it to light, uh, their true meaning behind it, then they've virtually gotten away. Because what it means, then, the spirit realm has not been challenged. And right. uh, since they are criminals, uh, you know, these, these demons, these spirits are basically insane. And so they, their task and their job is to destroy us. And so that that is the issue. And this is why when... <clears throat> When your own spirit, when, when your physical emotions, both in, in flesh and in spirit, when it's attacked, when both are attacked, which is what Jezebel does, that's why it is so overwhelming. Okay. And then you throw a little bit of uh, you know, witchcraft mind control in with doubt. So mm. the moment that we have doubt, then, then yes. there's an open door. And, and yes. so that's the issue. And we, we doubt ourselves or, or we forget. And and so it's it just if if no one's really ever been attacked by a true Jezebel, it's hard to relate to it. Um, but I, I can assure you that um, that it's no picnic. And as you mentioned, that men too. It's uh, when we say the Jezebel spirit. Um, I, I one time I used to think there were only male spirits, uh, but I've since changed that. 
Uh, but I believe that a Jezebel spirit is actually a male spirit, uh, then playing the facade of being female or giving right. that aspect. Now, when it's a, a female, a human f- a female that is uh, working or operating that spirit, uh, somewhere along the line she's been hurt and wounded and made an oath that she would never allow anything to harm her again. Okay. And through that is where that spirit comes in. And males may be a little different, um, but, uh, you know, we know that whatever whatever we deal with in the Spirit, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to take charge. And the moment that as a human that we try and do this in the physical, we're just going to get hit. We're not going to survive yes. it. And, and this is what, uh, in my book, Second Heaven Invasion and Hoodoo Voodoo, that I try and point out that uh, that there's a point in time, regardless of how much food we put away, how much uh, we do deal with, um, you know, preparedness on firearms and ammunition, uh, those things coming upon the earth, we we will absolutely have to rely on God. Amen. And if we have the spirit of fear that has overwhelmed us, um, then we're we're not going to be able to fight. Um, those who, and, and I, this doesn't mean cowardness, okay. The spirit of fear has not been given to us by God. Second Timothy one seven tells us that, and so this was placed into us either through trauma, through something that took place as a child, uh, and has settled in. And since the churches don't do deliverance, then then it's in almost everybody. Yes. And whenever you have fear, you will avoid pain at any cost, and so this will cause you to do things that you wouldn't normally do. Hmm. Wow. You know, what you just said has been so insightful uh, in this first part. It's just amazing the things that you've brought out, that you've touched on, that you've affirmed. And I want to go back to a couple things. Um, You mentioned the word doubt. And, you know, I've always believed God is God. I've always believed his word is true, that God is a God that watches over his word to perform it, to bring it to pass, to fulfill our purpose and destiny. But, Brother Scott, in this last attack, doubt was one of the things that was uh, in my face day and night uh, during that period of time. And that's just not me. Uh, it, it, it came upon me. Uh, I had to fight. I had to contend with it. But I was doubting some of the things that God had said. I was, And another thing that attacked me too, Brother Scott, and perhaps you can help me, you know, give some light on this, but, you know, I'm called to be a servant leader. I'm a servant to serve, but I'm also called to be a leader. But during this last attack, uh, it seems like there was a, a specific assignment to subjugate my decision making or my, you know, grace of authority and and leadership skill and ability, and I began to doubt myself because things that were said to me. Now, is is that subjugation of the power to de, to make you know decisions and stand firm and 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 you know let let the rain be taken another way? Is that part of that same operation of that Jezebel spirit? Absolutely, um, because okay. at the at a moment we doubt who we are. Oh, I mean, yes. we're still we're still human. We're still creatures of habit, right? We're still in the flesh at this moment in time, even though we have a spirit in us. And so the 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 issues that come place is those things that we've experienced in our lifetime. Uh, whether we've dealt with rejection as a child, and what it's trying to do is fester up those old wounds. Okay. So if you had uh, a, a parent that was um, not the best in support, you know, if you had issues in school, 
um, or or anything along that lines, and you were told, you know, that maybe you you weren't going to be something. Um, no one could trust you because you're not reliable. I mean, all these hurtful things that can be said. Yes. Um, the spirits out there know that. Okay? Right. And they'll go right for it. Again, there's that pack of wolves. They'll just rip you apart. They don't care. Uh, again, like I've said before, you know, they hate us, but they hate children more. And so when you're a child, this is what they do. And, and I've mentioned, too, before that you can have issues done to you as a child, and then the demons can just sit back because you become your own worst enemy. Now, mm. of course, in, in your situation, that's not the case. You were under a full uh, frontal attack. And and so what it is is that when <clears throat> when demons do what they do, and their nature can be uh, such as doubt, a spirit that will cause doubt, a spirit causes confusion, uh, a blocking spirit, Yes. And the blocking spirit is part of, of what keeps you from being able to, to uh, be in, in the spirit, so you hear from the Holy Spirit. And, and when these things come in, um, you just simply, like if you, you take one block out from underneath a stack of blocks, the, the, the thing will tumble down. So we're kind of a finely tuned machine. And if we have one bad spark plug that isn't working right, the engine's going to be rough and the gas mileage will be terrible. And, and so this is why it's important for us to get cleaned up. Um, and, and whenever someone like yourself has that issue, that's when we're to come up alongside uh, to be that, um, you know, the, the, the guy that drives around on the freeways to help people with flat tires. You know, we come <laughs> up alongside our brother and, and we lift him up until that, you know, until the, they're strong enough to get back on or to, you know, to break the things off because, when when these spoken words and see again, this is what's why Jezebels are are the are, are so devastating to a church, because when they speak, again the human is then calling upon the hordes of hell and, and they actually mm. release these spirits onto you. Mm. And and so if you're hit broadside, you know, like you know, if you're front of a bike and you're hit by a car for a moment there, when you pick yourself off the ground you go, What just happened? And so doubt is definitely one of the main keys to come in. Wow. And by the way, liberals and those who are atheists, this is one of the tactics of the enemy and schools, colleges. So if you come in as a Christian, a professor who is whatever he is, uh, most of them actually are in the occult, uh, right. their job is to put doubt into you that uh, Jesus is Jesus, God is God. Because once that doubt is in, uh, then the the pistis, which means I know that I know, is is can be weakened. And when that's weakened, then then again that block can be pulled out and everything tumbles down. You know, brother Scott is is I guess it's to be expected. You know, in the world, uh, you know, because I've known of situations where whether it be a female or a male Christian believer, you know, would go to a secular university or college and their faith would be you know automatically attacked they would start wavering or become double-minded and some would even walk away from their faith but i guess it's even sadder that this happens also not with just secular colleges and universities today but now we're seeing the same thing happening in so-called christian colleges or universities yeah well you know it's a doctrine of man or a doctrine of demons it's being taught in these universities and the the true nature of who God is and the relationship that He wants with us uh, is not taught. 
Right. And, and so when you bring all these other doctrines in, and these kids are in the world because they're on the computer, they're on the iPhones and everything else, um, it's just not adding up for them. And so they're not, plus they're not seeing the power of God. That's and right. And when you don't see the power of God, then you then that's, again, where the doubt comes in. You know, I want to go back again because this seems to be something that's, uh, you know, very impertinent to, I believe, the listeners tonight. Uh, we're addressing and describing the, you know, uh, activities and the fruits of the Jezebel spirit. And something else I noticed that, you know, ever since I was born again, and especially after I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I was always a fighter. I was willing to step up and fight, uh, willing to, you know, get in the uh, battle and, and, you know, uh, defend, uh, uh, attack, occupy, all those terminologies that we use in spiritual warfare. But in this last attack, Scott, I, I lost any motivation to fight. And what I found myself doing, you know, I'm not always the best communicator anyway, but one thing I found myself doing is I wanted to withdraw from everybody around me. And, like, I wanted just to find me a tree and just give up. Does that fit into the Jezebelic you know, uh, tactics? Yeah, is isolation, segregation, to, to come into a flock and and start driving wedges against everyone, and then uh. each individual, not understanding what's going on, then retreats back to their home. Uh, okay. That behavior is also one of the main uh, uh, foundations of suicide. It's also wow. the last one that when isolation comes in, then as sure as the sun's going to rise, that spirit then will come in. So, um, you know, the the amount of spiritual attacks um, has yet to be to be seen. Yes. Uh, with with these decisions that have come to allow Satan to have the United States, um, we we haven't seen anything yet. So maybe what God's doing is is uh, kind of ruffling your feathers a little bit to, 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 to get you into that next level. Because what doesn't kill you will make you stronger. That's when we rely on the Holy Spirit. And, Amen. And it's a lesson that I need, too. Um, believe me, I'm not sitting here trying to preach to anybody. I'm saying this for myself to hear this. Um, because I've, I've had a few attacks recently myself, but, but uh, you know. Um, I, I guess one of the things is, is, is I've learned that it's not about me. Right, and and so if I gotta crawl through the door every day, then that's the way it's gonna be. I don't care um, because the time is short, and yes. if I can, you know, uh, get one more demon out of somebody, then that's what I'm I'm gonna do. Amen. And, and that's so I just have to surrender and look at it that way because, um, you know, tomorrow we could lose the internet, the show could could absolutely stop. And then right. those who listen to it and rely on it are, are going to be, you know, I, I've had, um, you know, I guess there were some server issues this week, and so your shows and my shows for a little bit were off. Mm -hmm. People weren't able to access the archives. And so I got a slew of emails of people panicking, you know. They went to mine What's and it wasn't on? there, and then they checked yours and it wasn't there, and so they thought maybe this was it. Um, <laughs> so... We we, uh, we we just need to be ready and and understand too that um, God knows everything, yes. And and to be still and know that He is God, and and again I say this to remind myself. Uh, is Brother Scott still there? I'm okay, here. Okay, something. Okay. okay. Lost hey, he's still here. A minute. 
Okay, so did you? What, it, what was the last part? I, I, I must have went off, huh? About ten seconds into what you were going to say, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, I just continue the. The thing is, um, these step these these attacks are going to step up, and anyone that thinks that they're not going to be affected by it um, is is most likely the one going to be targeted because it means your your armament you don't have the full armor of God on. I mean, we put the helmet of salvation on to protect our mind. Uh, yes. The breastplate of righteousness, you know, our heart is located in our chest and we're to guard our heart. Uh, you know, the, our feet are shod with the readiness of the gospel. Well, that means, you know, at any moment we need to call on the word of God. And and when we hold up the shield of faith, well, it's it's to quench all the fiery darts of the evil one, and that includes Jezebel's. That includes those who throw witchcraft curses at us. Um, I... I be the first to say that, you know, not to pay evil for evil, but there are times that I will uh, pray to send back whatever someone sent to me. Now, yes. we know that in Corinthians that there was a time to turn someone over uh, to the to the evil one to torment them in hopes that their soul would be saved. That's right. So those who, who would do such a thing, uh, if they get a taste of it, uh, they're most likely not going to do it again. Uh, and, and so I do approach it like that. You know, uh, Brother Scott, I, I want to share, you know, this experience because I think it can tie into something much larger. But, um, you know, at the height of my attack, when I was ready to just completely just, you know, throw the towel in, um, that afternoon when I came home, um, that's when I was told that my pet dog of 18 years, Hercules, had passed away. And there's some situations behind that that I won't take time to elaborate on right now. But, you know, what was interesting, Brother Scott, when the height of the attack was in full frontal mode, um, the death of my dog uh, became the focus at that moment. And what I found happening is that even some people that I was having, you know, contentions with, you know, uh, they were saddened. They, they were, you know, uh, taken into a point of, you know, grief at the loss of my pet. And, you know, it seemed like that that loss is what come to be a point of reconciliation with some of the offenses and the things that have been taking place. Now, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense to listeners tonight, but, you know, I believe that sometimes that there might be a seemingly devastating, you know, loss or tragedy that, you know, can occur where it will, you know, kind of be a wake-up call to the people that, you know, are connected in whatever degree, and it can become a rallying point rather than a point of, you know, completely just uh, quitting. And so um, I, I just want to say that, you know, to the listeners, you know, uh, if you're having, you know, uh, spiritual battles yourself, um, I, I hope it doesn't take a tragedy or a loss or a death to, you know, bring people to point of reconciliation, but I believe that, you know, even something like that can happen. I know it did in my case. And, um, you know, I, I lost a great friend because I know he was just a pet, but, you know, uh, he was with me for 18 years. And that dog, Scott, had been with me through some, you know, pretty strong battles himself. He actually experienced, you know, several demonic manifestations and attacks himself. So he was a fighter. But um, I believe that God used that to soften hearts and soften heads and, and you know, bring people closer, you know, to a point of understanding 
and uh, rather than seeing, you know, division. But I believe that division is one of the things <coughs> that the Jezebel spirit tries to bring in uh, to bring, you know, a place of division to conquer. Well, it, it is amazing that how attached we can get, you know, to an animal. Yes. And as you said, friend, um, those people who are married to somebody that is not their friend, um, I've had women uh, tell me that uh, their, when their husband died and then the dog died, they actually grieved the dog more than they did the husband. <laughs> wow. Because the husband was not their friend. Yeah, I know. I got a lot wow. to look forward to, right? But you know, but uh, to to lose you know a friend is 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 very much on the heart, and and so it is a it's grieving, it's sorrow, and so that's what we experience when we lose a pet, is we we lost a friend, um, and it's amazing too that um, animals are also a commonality amongst people, even if there's a division. If if those people happen to be dog lovers, then you have something in common, regardless of your differences. Ah, uh, and and so I think that helps bring people together. Wow, wow! You know, um, I've had people ask me, you know, if they thought their pets would be in heaven, and uh, you know, we have a dear brother uh, who's been on our show, you know, a couple of times actually, and he had a, you know, a situation where he experienced, you know, death. Uh, I think not once but twice in a period of about an hour and 45 minutes. And uh, when he was allowed to you know, be taken to heaven before Jesus sent him back to fulfill his earth's assignment, uh, he saw you know, uh, animals there, and, and I believe there are going to be animals there. So for all the pet lovers out there, be encouraged. You may hold the memories dear to your heart when you had your pets in the natural life here, but uh, I believe that we'll be blessed to see him again. But you know, that said, um, Brother Scott... What do you think it's going to take for us as a body of believers to, you know, waken up and, and, and realize that this fight that we're in now, you know, and we've been through some battles. You've been through battles. We've been through battles. But, you know, I think I underestimated, you know, the depth and the uh, determination that the adversary had that when he makes you a target, he will do whatever he can to take you out. We've had some very unusual things happening in fact, um, I guess I do have a slight praise report. Uh, we'll find out for sure Monday. But, you know, we were trying to get clearance to go to South America. Uh, and because we were going to be doing, you know, commerce there, uh, we were not going as tourists. We were going for ministry purposes, which entailed commerce. You know, we had to get uh, a background check. Well, that started in February. And we just got word that we have to go to court Monday to try to get final closure to um, that situation. Uh, but all these little things are just kind of adding up to like, okay, the enemy is really sincere about stopping the propagation of the gospel. He's out to target people, and I believe that one of the saddest things we're witnessing right now is the fact he's trying to divide people that should be, you know, on the same team, working for the same common purpose. And with the gossip, the slander, the innuendos, you know, the uh, uh, the internet assassinations that's taking place, is is terrible. Uh, because I believe that a lot of times the enemy is using, you know, carnal Christians to, you know, actually be a part of some of this stuff. Now, if you want to wait in on that little tirade, I guess you go ahead. <laughs> well, we know that Satan is a liar and is one of his main tactics. He's incredible at twisting the facts. This is why we yes. fell in the garden. Yes. Um, 
to to wake people up, sometimes it takes uh, the loss of something. Okay. Um, I know when I went through my situation in early 2000, it was if uh, a a commercial airliner had crashed into my home and everything was gone. Wow. And I remember being in a friend's house uh, in the back room on my knees, reaching up and saying, God, okay, you've got my attention now. What do you want? Mm. And uh, so that's that's really how this ministry that I'm in started. Um, and, and so to have something taken away from you to get your attention may be what it takes. And we know with Jade Helm and, and whatever else they're going to throw at us, uh, the property loss, the loss of a loved one could be possible. And so those who are attached to physical items, and by the way, that was a point in time when I realized that, that physical items, you know, a home and, and so forth, really didn't mean anything anymore. Okay. Um, if you're sick in your heart and, and you're broken, um, yeah. living in a mansion does, abs- does you absolutely no good. That's right. Um, right. And and so by that time it, that that had taken place, um, uh, it was just a challenge that I was not capable of dealing with myself. That was when I entered into a deliverance ministry in Scottsdale, Arizona, and uh, and they cleaned me up. And that was when I realized what I what I wanted to do, what I was called to do. But it also made me realize that how broken most people are. Everyone's okay. got some kind of hurt and wound, and they've stuffed it down. They put band-aids over it, or they they you know they medicate it with alcohol. They medicate it with sex. Now we know that pornography is off the charts. Um, so there's all these issues that God's going to take away. Um, if if you're someone that relies on alcohol, um, there's going to be a day there's no alcohol, and you're going to have withdrawals, yeah. uh, especially drugs. Um, yeah. So. So that's going to get our attention, and 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 so those that are not um, in Christ uh, or on the fence or whatever the situation is, um, that's how God's going to get our attention, and and I see it coming. Period. Scott, what would advice would you give to our listeners tonight? And I include myself in this because you know from my initial. Uh, time of being born again, accepting Jesus. I went through a lot of controversy, went through a lot of rejection, and rejection seems to be one of the things that you know was a constant uh, issue that visited my life. And I believe there's people out there tonight that have been through you know all types of you know uh, pain and 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 suffering and rejection. In fact, uh, Brother Scott, I've only shared this one time I think before on radio. I'll share it again tonight because. This is one of the most humiliating points in my life. Um, my um, dad had left my mother, and my mother was working to try to just survive and take care of myself and her. And she was working, you know, in the secular arena. Um, she had no, you know, uh, Christian support. Uh, she wasn't walking with the Lord at that time. And so I found myself at times, you know, having to stay with uh, numerous types of, you know, so-called babysitters. And there was one family in particular, Brother Scott, that this. You know, it, it. I'm over it, but it still seems just like a a phenomenon. Uh, it and it was one of the worst forms of rejection and pain that I'd ever suffered as a young man coming up. And my mother, she left me with this one family, and um, it, it lasted for about a month. And I was, you know, told that if I ever said anything, I would be hurt, and I believed it. 
But during this time I was staying with these uh, babysitters, they would you know, assemble themselves at the family table at night to eat, and yet they would put me in a closet with no light on, and I would not be served any food. And then after I was let out of the closet, they would let their kids literally urinate in my face. And again, you know, uh, I had no idea what was going on, why. There was no sexual assault. There was no physical abuse, but it was very emotional. It was very tormenting. And, uh, you know, it, it was just very humiliating. And so I've lived a life of, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, different types of rejection. That was just being one. Never told my mom about it. Uh, was afraid to because of what they might do to her or myself. But um, how do you tell people, you know, Scott, to, you know, look beyond those, you know, humiliating life experiences and, and, and get free from it and, and, you know, conclude that you're not a failure, you're not an outcast, you're not a reject, you're not a mistake, as I was told when I was born. How, how do people get past that? Well, the, your, your testimony actually is, is common. Um, it, more than most people would ever think that. And, and, and Second Heaven Invasion and Hoodoo Voodoo, I've got a chapter of four children on children's deliverance, and I discuss in detail about babysitters, about those who watch your children. Mm. that while you're gone, you have absolutely no idea, and most of them do the fear on the child, so they they told you to shut up and not say anything. Well, that's also right. common. Okay. And and so a, chil- a child goes through life then with shame and guilt because most likely they told you that the reason they were doing it is because you were garbage or, or you deserved it. Worthless, and, yes. Yeah, and, and these that is the tactic that... Now, who are these people and why they were like this? Uh, it's almost crossing over to a satanic ritual issue. Mm, wow. Um, so they they obviously weren't Christians, uh, no. so they must have been in the occult uh, of some sort. So <clears throat> to do this then was teaching their children that this was okay. Wow. Right? So the, I can just imagine how screwed up those kids are now, and they're you know they're adults. They're probably what forty to sixty or so, right? Yeah, yeah. And and so th- their abuse that they're doing on their spouses, I can just imagine. My God. But mm. again, again, for the toxic shame is what comes in. This is where Satan controls you as a stronghold. He keeps you in a position thinking that you have no worth. Right. And when you lose your worth, uh, then you don't realize who you are. And who you are is a child of the Most High God. So yes. this whole tactic was a demonic uh, attempt to take away or steal away from you uh, your destiny. Now, God knows and has put in plan your destiny. He called you into this ministry, and the demons that were within these people knew that. And and so that was what they did, is they oh. intentionally tried to alter you from being the man of God that God called you to be. And through this this harassment, through this defilement, um, because that's about as nasty as it gets, yes. uh, to, to inflict shame and guilt onto you. Um, so so if anyone's in that situation, to to see it for what it is, okay, and that to remember that those who did such things to you, uh, it's not going to end well for them. Uh, unless they repent, 
and 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 a lot of them most likely won't. Uh, so we know that there's going to be many that will perish. Uh, so we need to understand what happened to us and why. Because those that I minister to, I find, had a great calling. Uh, mm. for, and, and it's no mistake that we're alive in these last days, right? That's right. So That's right. those who, who are alive have, have a task and a job, and this is exactly what Satan was trying to do is to deter to that to keep you from, from being uh, what, what God wanted. So, so to see that for what it is, and that helps release, because now you understand that it wasn't about you, that you're not defective, you're not broke, uh, you, you have worth, uh, yes. you are an heir to the kingdom of the Most High God, and, and that we are bought with the price of the blood of Jesus. And see, to steal that away from you then keeps you in bondage. So that was the attempt, but obviously there was a divine intervention. But anybody that would go through such a thing is going to have some, I mean, it's a trauma. And trauma is, you know, like post-traumatic stress, is the devil's playground. Because mm. the hurts and the wounds that are within an individual, then the demons come in and attach themselves to those wounds. Okay. This is why it's so important to heal uh, inner, inner wounds and then break that legal right and cast the demon out. Because at that point in time, when, when something grips you, otherwise, um, let's say you know, you're in a relationship, and, and by the way, this is how you find out if you're healed or not, that if you're in a relationship and you're with someone that you respect or you care about, and they say something nasty to you that is inflicting on your soul that is harmful, the question is, does it grip you? Mm. Does it cause you to to go? Ooh, that hurts. You know, if it doesn't do that, then you've been healed. If it still does that, then you haven't been healed. And and so God wishes that none should perish. He wants us to get healed. Uh, this is why we're to guard our hearts. And 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 of course, this isn't your mother's fault. Um, your father, unfortunately, through the situations that he, that he did, left you vulnerable. Okay, so right. who knows whatever happened to your father when he was young to cause True. him to behave the way that he did. Okay, so this could also be a generational curse that had an iniquitous uh, pull to keep that uh, the, the 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 males in the family in bondage to wow. hurts and wounds to rejection. Wow, because when you have rejection, uh, we're not made to be rejected. We're made to be in a relationship. We're, right. we're made to be in relationship with God. So when rejection comes, it is so powerful that the wounds that come out of it can be toxic. And this is where we get illnesses. This is where we get cancers. Mm. And because the body can become toxic on itself. Now, there's still demons behind it. Behind every curse is a demon carrying it out like a worker bee. Okay? Right. So when a curse is broken, you still need to remove the demons. Uh, it can be a demon of infirmity that comes in through the rejection. Uh, fear, um, abandonment, all these things are are based in curse. And if you look at a bloodline, you'll see that it has continued over many uh, generations to some degree. So when you see a marriage that was not ordained, uh, chances are the, the, the one family actually was nice and clean, so to speak, Mm-hmm. And so there was um, a, a godly um, um, 
aura, let's say, about or something about the family that showed that they that they have the love of Christ in them. And then comes along, you know, another family with a with a, a daughter or a son that's been groomed uh, straight out of the pit mm-hmm. of hell, and he mm-hmm. and he sends them right to that family to destroy it. Wow. And here we are, all these centuries later, without deliverance, without the truth being told, and so now we wonder why there's so much divorce. Uh, why women are willing to kill the unborn, uh, you know, because a lot of people are in survival mode. Yes. Uh, they're they're just simply trying to exist, and so the devil's done a really good job of that, and that's why um, I'm I'm very boisterous about the, the lack that the church has done, because since they have not addressed these issues, they now right. have congregations that are in very, very bad shape, and this is why you do not see the power of God. I didn't know what uh, we're at the top of the hour, what you do for breaks. I haven't been on for a while, so what do you want to do here? Well, um, let's go to our break, and then, Brother Scott, uh, I want you to come back and continue on. This has been a very, very powerful first hour. So many things have been said, and I encourage everybody to listen to the archive program about all that Scott has brought out. This has been very enlightening to me personally. And um, um, so when we come back, Brother Scott, you go ahead and, and stay with us as long as you can. And uh, before we go to break, uh, Brother Chuck and Brother Curtis, I just want to ask if you could, rather than playing our commercial, which I do for the ministry, because we need to kind of, you know, fix that. We need to redo that uh, because of changes. Uh, It's going to, you know, stop some of the confusion that's taking place. But let's just play some music, worship music or something, as unto the Lord. And then we'll come back with our special guest and my friend, Scott Hensler, and uh, we'll see what the Lord does. Well, I uh, I plan on playing his ad. How about that? And then some music. Let's do that. And then when we come back, uh, Brother Scott, I want you to give out your contact information and also information about the books you've written and how to access those two. So let's do that when we come back. Okay. Has the whole world gone mad? What's going on? How can they do that? Can Christians have demons? Why are politicians so detached? Need answers to these questions? You'll find it here, scottinsler.org, where you will hear the facts. When it comes to the biblical truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God, about what's really going on in America and the rest of the world. scotthensler.org reveals what the churches in America fail to tell you about the true spirit realm concerning demonic activity, mental illness, and even the basis of hardcore evil that is sweeping mankind. Remember, you cannot negotiate with evil. You have to eradicate it. It's not too late. Stop. ScottInsler.org Live in or visiting the Coeur d'Alene area and need prayer and deliverance? Go to my website at ScottInsler.org for contact information or call me at 208-292-4105. That's 208-292-4105. And let's talk.
Marcus and Scott. Well, praise God. Um, you know, um, I want to thank you, <laughs> Scott, for um, helping me put the you know introductory music together for the SIA, which we are going to still do, and we are going to get active real soon. Now that I'm recuperating from my last attack, I'm getting my motivation back, my strength back, my courage back. So we will be doing that. And um, I, I want to say that was an awesome commercial, um, Brother Scott, that you got for uh, the ministry that the Lord has entrusted to you. And I want to encourage people to contact Brother Scott Hensler. And now, Brother Scott, can they access your books through your website? Um, yes, uh, scotthensler.org uh, is my main website. And now, Hoodoo Voodoo is a, a condensed version of Second Heaven Invasion. Second Heaven Invasion will be out in print here real soon. Hoodoo Voodoo is now and available on my website. But if you want to listen to my teachings, I have over 30 hours of teachings of every chapter out of the book uh, at uh, Second Heaven Invasion on Blog Talk. Uh, a lot of people have, have taken those and turned them into uh, YouTube videos, which has been a real blessing. Amen. Uh, so I, I try and address everything, and including the you know the child deliverance, which is uh, very important. Um, I, I wanted to before I give any more information, um, you know the what you told us. Um, there's two things that I that I want to bring up. Uh, I'll just do the one for the moment. And that is for us to, when we meet somebody who is um, very angry, um, just hard to get along with, uh, you may think is just playing crazy or nuts, um, you never know what happened to them. Um, some of the things that, that I hear are absolutely heartbreaking because most of it happened to these people when they were children. And that became in their, became a part of who they are. And so through these hurts and wounds, we know that hurting people hurt people. And so this is why we're to have the love of Christ, uh, to understand it. And, and, and it's not easy. If you're standing in the face of somebody that's spitting in your face, uh, it's not easy. But my goodness, look what Jesus did. Yes. Um, stood before Pontius Pilate, uh, still said, you know, Father, forgive them for they know what, know not what they do. I mean, th this is a, an inspiration, this is an understanding that, that we need to, to love each other. Um, narcissism is one of the first acts that Satan did. And so the lack of love for our, our, you know, our brethren uh, is something we have to be careful not to, to do. Because if we don't love them, then we can't love ourselves. And if we won't forgive, because that's also a part of it, then God will not forgive us. That's right. And and to understand what these people did to you and for you then to know why they did helps forgive them. Yes. And and so before that I, I want to publicly apologize to you, Marcus, for what these people did to you. Uh as a male, I'd like to step in the gap to Amen. to intercede, to to stand in proxy of these people and formally apologize for the horrible things that they did to try and humiliate you, to, to break your spirit, because that was what the ultimate goal was. Uh, and so uh, please forgive us as males who, who, uh, who abandon you and failed to protect you. Well, Brother Scott, that means a lot. And um, I want to say thank you. Um, 
and you know, you mentioned something earlier that I had not thought of until just now. When I was describing that scenario that I was put in, um, I did see some other curious objects in that household that I couldn't identify with anything occultic or satanic at the time because I didn't have the understanding that I have now. But could that have been, been, in fact, a process of humiliation, not just against me, but also in preparation to teach their own children that this is normal uh, for such type of occultic or satanic activity? And you said stuff like this is very common. Yeah, un unfortunately, um, you know, Russ Dizdar made the statement that, uh, oh, what did he say, as possibly as many as 10 million SRAs in the United States alone. Lord help us. I think, th I think that's the figure. Um, I could be wrong, but, you know, even if it's just right. a million, that's too many. Yes. Um, so so that was, and, and by, well, by the way, that process actually is also part of what we saw in Vietnam to break prisoners. Uh, wow. We know that Hitler did such a thing to those women that he had engaged with, mm. and many of those women, and he did more things, Sure. which I won't mention, but they ended up killing themselves. Um, Ava Braun, how she pulled through it, I don't know. Maybe she didn't wasn't subject to that. But many of the women that, uh, that he engaged in did things like that, and they couldn't take it, and they killed themselves. Wow. Wow. So it could have been like a part of some type of conditioning that was taking place. Even Absolutely. If you didn't have and it usually okay. comes in steps with, with sleep deprivation. Oh yeah, um, that was <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, and keeping you from eating and then being in the dark too. Um, yes, because I, I'm I'm going to take a guess that while you were in there, you were probably hearing them say bad things about you. Oh, they were sitting there enjoying their meal, talking and 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 making rude comments and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. sleep deprivation was what it was a part of it because I was not allowed to sleep until it was time for me to be taken, you know, back to uh, my mother's place. And again, you know, being threatened that if I were saying anything, something would happen to her or me. Well, I love my mother. I wasn't going to take that chance of them doing something stupid to her. So I, I see now more so than ever that, you know, based on what I saw, which I had not thought about before until you said that, and, you know, the whole process, I can see that it was something that was just trying to rob me of the purpose and grace and call that God had in my life. So thank you for bringing that insight. Yeah. I, again, you know, when, when you hear of the POWs, uh, during the Vietnam War, that that was also one of the things. And the Japanese, by the way, um, they were very ruthless towards our prisoners, or mm. towards towards the prisoners. And and so when we see this type of behavior, we know that it is a programming, it is a behavior modification, it is to break a person of their will. Uh, so, um, again, by the items you said that you saw within the house, then then I'm sure that there was some occult behind it. It just sounds too much like it. Do you know if they were, uh, did they have accents? Were they from another country or, or what? Do you know? Um, I think the man was perhaps a foreigner. And when I say a foreigner, I think of some European persuasion, like, you know, uh, yeah. Italian background or something like that. Uh, yeah. There was very disparaging remarks made against, uh, you know, Christianity. That was something that was common. Uh, and the items that, you know, I do recall uh, being there, uh, now based on what I know as a believer in Christ Jesus, uh, I could probably connect, you know, to, you know, the occult. 
Um, I wanted to go back and just mention, too, now, uh, Scott, on your website, do you have a place that people can go to support your ministry and help you do what you do? Yes, uh, I do have a donation tab on the front uh, uh, that is pretty clearly marked out. And, uh, and and I wanted to thank everyone, too, because the the support that I've had since I've opened up these offices here in Coeur d'Alene, and by the way, my door is open, and I do minister uh, one-on-one. It's all for free. And uh, the amount of people that have come through since I, I'm, out, I'm on my fourth month already, and the wow. amount of people that have come through has been amazing. And I've had them come from other countries, um, Praise God. Uh, all over the United States, and it's really been um, an eye-opener. I mean, I've learned some things because of the variety of people. Sure. Um, and, and the amount of things I even hear taking place in Canada uh, is, an, is incredible. So the, the ministry here is, is again, available um, either by phone. And, again, those who, who have contacted me, <laughs> please be patient. Um, I'm doing all this by myself, and and so there's just so many calls that come in, and uh, I'm not uh, I'm not very time managed myself, so I do the best I can. Uh, Join the but club. But the other the other is <laughs> we that, can agree uh, with that yeah, it, it's just uh, you know uh, every every and then I I names I'm so bad at names, but one thing I don't forget is the situation. If you tell me something that happened to you, that for some reason is what sticks in my head, Uh, not so much a person's name. Uh, So um, if if anyone is dealing with heartache, dealing with uh, demonic activity, meaning that you've got visitations, you're hearing voices, um, this is what I do. And and Julie Flores has been a a great uh, help for me to take some of the load. Uh, she's come up through the ranks quite well. I believe that that is God-ordained, and so I just publicly want to thank her for assisting me in all this because it has made a great difference. And I tell you, see, it also takes a man and a woman. Now, I've never met Julie. She's down in Texas. We've only, you know, talked on the phone. But there are things that women will never tell a man, and there are things that men will never tell a woman. So right. when it comes to a ministry, um, both sexes is very um, important, especially children. Um, I, I've never really had issues with children not um, warming up to me, um, so good, thank goodness for that. But um, I, if I had you know, more people here in the Coeur d'Alene area to help me, it would be a big help. Um, but um, unfortunately, you know, the other thing I want to bring up is the this particular area has become kind of a center for homosexuality. Uh, lesbians and so forth, the increase here has been tenfold. Um, this is, sort, this is a, a beautiful area, a resort area. Um, this is kind of a honeymooners area, which I think is one of the reasons to attract now that the same-sex marriage thing has taken place. And, and so it, it has been more of a challenge here and and I also expect to have more opposition. So right. any support that I get from anyone out there, believe me, it is appreciated. And there are some key people that have really helped me out. Uh, they've brought me to a, another level where I've actually got another office, and now I'm going to be doing video out of there, live streaming. 
Awesome. So between Ustream or, or Livestream, I'm not sure which one I'm going to use yet. We'll see which one works the best. Um, but possibly this coming Thursday, I'll be ready for that. Uh, so that means then I'll be able to take calls. And so I'll be able to pray. You'll be able to, to see me pray. And so I'm going to be teaching spiritual warfare and uh, then have guests. Amen. Uh, so this will be, be live. And um, so that's where I'm at. And, and, and thank you, Jesus, because without him, none of this would be possible. Amen. Well, I just want to say, too, that you know we have received you know several uh, praise reports from people that we have referred to you, that you have been a tremendous, mm-hmm. tremendous help to them. Uh, you have literally, you know, helped by the power and grace and mercy of God bring some people to a place of breakthrough, and now they're becoming overcomers. So you've done an awesome job, Brother Scott, and I want to encourage listeners to contact you. In fact, it'd be great sometime if myself and Brother Curtis could just drive up and visit with you sometime and just hang out and have some prayer and have some fellowship. We would love to do that sometime, as the Lord permits. And um, I wanted to sh- uh, how much uh, more time you got left, Brother Scott, tonight? Um, five minutes. Okay. Do you mind if I share something real quick? And I want to get your sure. uh, comment on this. Um, you know, I, I've always known that the Lord will sometimes use something in the natural to make a spiritual statement if we're in tune with the Holy Spirit and we're listening to Him. And um, I had this brown pair of boots, you know, uh, Brother Scott, that I just loved. Uh, and, you know, I'm the type of person, I'll wear something until they fall off my feet. And, Brother Curtis, you can probably tell Brother Scott, and you can affirm the fact that we're about ready to fall off my feet. <laughs> And um, I, I read something this afternoon that, that kind of brought something to heart. Uh, a dear sister in Christ, she was taken to one of Satan's places where he kept trophies. And there she saw a bunch of shoes and boots, and they were all stolen. And she said, Jesus stopped in front of the boots and shoes and said, What do you think these are, Catherine? She says, I don't know, Lord, unless you give me understanding. And Jesus said, These are the shoes and boots of my people, of prophets and apostles of fivefold ministries and saints they've stopped walking for me they've stopped talking for me they've laid down and wept they have given up tell my people not to give up but to keep on walking don't let their shoes and boots be stolen by satan don't let satan block them or knock them down and if he does they must get up and fight him with my word i gave my word to set the captive free wasn't that powerful brother scott Absolutely. You know, it reminds me that um, any time that you're walking through the woods, if you come up along an animal like a mountain lion or a bear, not to turn and run, because their instinct is to chase after you and take you down. <laughs> that's right. And, um, of course, that's a situation that's only going <laughs> to require divine intervention. But um, to, as I mentioned in, in my uh, advertisement, you cannot negotiate with evil. You need to eradicate it. Yes. And so anyone that tries to negotiate, and I get this all the time, I'll have someone say, I actually made a deal with the demons to leave me alone for a while that I wouldn't do what I was doing if they would give me rest. Wow. Um, don't do that, okay? No. Um, because, one, you've given them the right uh, to do something, uh, you've caved into them, but they'll come in twice as strong next time. Yes. So once once the battle begins, you 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 have to continue, and and that's why again we need each other. And that's this right. is why it's so sad that the church has uh, let us down. And when I say the church, I'm talking about the four walls. 
Yes. The true church of Jesus Christ, the gates of hell will not prevail. Amen. But those who are, um, just like you said, uh, the boots and so forth, you know, there is going to be a great falling away. Many will be deceived. And, and, and again, I say this to remind myself. Um, the battle, uh, the, the things that you and I have been through already, um, w- people need to remember that we're fighting everyone else's demons. That's right. And and so we get beat up sometimes. Um, I haven't been beat up hard for a long time, uh, thank goodness. But um, Amen. the the um, you know it, it, it's also if you're not getting something, then you're probably not fighting the devil. That's um, right. So a lot of these churches that you see as mega churches that are just doing wonderful, uh, <laughs> well, they're not doing anything against Satan. And right. chances are the pastor, and I'm sorry, uh, was probably placed there by Satan. The Satan's yep. doctrine's probably in there. Yep. Because if they're not doing the full-fold ministry, if they're not doing deliverance, then you have a church full of, of people with demons. Yes. Because if you're not casting out demons, then they're in the, the, the uh, you know, they're in their foyer, they're in the, the worship center. And and for those who, who think I'm crazy and nuts, well, okay, fine. But you know what? As soon as I get off the air and check my email, there's going to yeah. be 50 people that are going to say, yes, I know what you're talking about. Will you please pray for me? Yes. So if if you don't understand this or don't believe it, then then maybe Satan already has you. And maybe there's something that you need to repent of because Satan's got a stronghold and you've got deception. Um, so... Again, anyone that is doing the work of the Lord is going to be battling Satan, period. Amen. Amen to that. Well, Brother Scott, this has been such an informative uh, hour and a half that we've had with you tonight, and we look forward to having you back on again with us in the near future. And once I get on top of the Spiritual Intel Alliance project, uh, I want to have you on with me there as much as possible. And then, uh, thank God, Brother Curtis now has his own show also, Call Young Disciples on Wednesday nights at ten o'clock on Blog Talk. So I'm excited about that, yeah, Brother Scott. We love and appreciate and MixLR. Thank you. And um, hopefully, sometime, Brother Scott, uh, we can take some time out and drive up and see you uh, before the end of the year and hang out and fellowship and pray together and just be a blessing to each other. So we love you, brother. Thank you for your time tonight that you've taken. You're always inspiring. You're always very enlightening with what you share and. I know that we'll get some good praise reports back about the program tonight, and I encourage everybody out there listening tonight, live, or that will listen by archive, please contact Brother Scott, pray for him, and support him. Go see him. You will not regret it. It will be a blessing. It will be a breakthrough. It will be a time of life change for you uh, by the grace and power of God that Brother Scott Hensler walks in. So with that said, Brother Scott, we'll bid you a good night tonight. And uh, we love and appreciate you, and we'll be in touch again soon. Okay. God bless, guys. Bye-bye. God bless you, God Scott. God bless you, brother. Awesome. Praise God. Wow.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.